SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown with you for the next half hour. We will be chatting nothing but sport between now and then. Thanks to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll head to Astana in Kazakhstan where South African junior uh, track team are in action at uh, the UCI Junior World Track Championships. We'll also chat to Golden Lions coach Johan Ackerman and uh, we'll look ahead to the Bafana Bafana squad being announced tomorrow for the upcoming AFCON qualifiers. Time to take a look at some of the stories making news headlines. The Proteas are in action against New Zealand at Centurion as we speak. It is the first of three one-day internationals. South Africa batting first 304 for the loss of seven. In reply, New Zealand 108 for the loss of two and uh, we'll chat to Natalie Demanis in just a short while to find out exactly what is happening at Supersport Park. South Africa A are in action against India A in an unofficial test match so to speak. South Africa were bowled out for 440, uh, 542 rather in their first innings thanks to centuries from Quinton Lukaku who is coming back into form that's good news and Umpile Ramela at Stumps the hosts were 122 for the loss of three they still trail South Africa by 420 runs with seven first innings wickets in hand Bad news for England ahead of the final Ashes test that gets underway in London tomorrow against Australia. Fast bowler James Anderson's not fully recovered from the side strain that he's picked up. He'll miss the match. England have already clinched that five-match series 3-1. On to football now. Following last night's big announcement that Pafana Pafana captain Dean Furman has signed for Supersport United. Coach Gordon Iggerson believes Furman will make a huge impact not just on the club but on the PSL as well. Like I said, with my time at Bafana Bafana, I had him in the team on a regular basis because he deserved to be there, and he was a leader on the field. And um, you know, coming to club football, I do know that uh, you know it's not like he's uh, from Australia; he's just African. You know, so I think I think uh, he's gonna make an impact. He's gonna do what he does, play football. You know? Higgerson's also delighted to have a player of his pedigree and uh, at the club and says it's uh, that Furman's the piece of the puzzle he has been missing. And Dean has always been there. We've always been, I want you to get him here, you know, but we thought at that stage it would be impossible, you know, because Dean's made a big impact in, Euro- in Europe and, uh, you know, uh, to get him here wasn't going to be easy and, you know, that's the end of our signings now. But I think we've really been selective and we're trying to uh, build a team uh, that we really need, you know, just, not to sign a player which is available. Internationally, England's uh, Leicester City have completed the signing of Swiss international Gokhan Inla on a three-year deal from Napoli. While in Spain, Barcelona defender Gerard Piquet has been banned for four matches. That after he abused match officials in the Spanish Super Cup loss to Athletic Bilbao. There's UEFA Champions League qualifying action to look forward to this evening. Celtic are playing, so are FC Basel and Shakhtar Donetsk. But the pick of the fixtures sees Valencia taking on Monaco. To rugby news, if reports are to be believed, France Stein looks set to return to training with a box tomorrow when the team reassembles in Durban. The utility back was released from the squad for an indefinite period following the death of his brother during the rugby championship. New Zealand have named their initial seven squad for next year's Rio Olympic Games. A couple of interesting selections in there. Sonny Bull Williams and Liam Messam. It'll be interesting to see them playing sevens at the Olympics. And in athletics news, two-time Olympic gold medalist Sebastian Coe has been elected as the president of the International Association of Athletics Federations. The same IAAF Congress, Kosovo and South Sudan have been accepted as member federations of the IAAF. And finally, Ferrari have confirmed they'll be retaining Kimi Raikkonen as Sebastian Vettel's teammate for the 2016 season. Coming up next year on SAFM Sports Trap, we'll chat cricket with Matthew Germanis. 
You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. We head to Centurion now with the first of three one-day internationals taking place. South Africa batting first. Uh, Natalie Germanis uh, joins us now. Natalie, it was a, a strong performance if you look at the scorecard, 304 for seven. But uh, with the foundation that was laid, I'm sure the Proteas will be disappointed. They should have got more. Yeah, they absolutely could have got more. There's no doubt about it, especially when Riley Rousseau and Hashimam were going together. At 185, they put on. They had also got the momentum on their side. Then a couple of wickets fell, and all of a sudden things turned around. And the momentum slowed down a little bit towards the end in those last 10 overs where you can now have five fielders outside the inner ring. We saw the effects today. So that's a often score a lot of their runs in one-day internationals in the last 10 overs. And unfortunately for them today, they weren't able to capitalize on it. And New Zealand were very good in those last 10 overs. Um, so it should be interesting to see how New Zealand go when they start moving on to closer points where they get to those 40 overs. Let's just talk about that uh, Hashim Amla innings. Uh, I don't want to say he's been under pressure. He would have been putting himself under pressure. He's a great player and he, he's, he's gone through a bit of a lean patch. But uh, he'll be chuffed to have uh, another century under his belt and it was a very well played century today as well. Certainly lean patch by his standards because he averages 54, he's got a strike rate of just under 90, he's got 28 50s and now 2100s which shows you his amazing conversion rate. Um, but it, certainly he would have felt that a little bit of pressure. The last time we saw him score 100 was against Ireland in the World Cup. He went 10 innings without scoring a 50, eventually did go past that today and then of course went on to make the 100 as well. So he was, would have maybe just felt the pressure slightly, more because South Africa's opening part Partnership has been a problem for a while, and if he's not scoring runs, unfortunately, right now South Africa struggling with the other opening partner. And today we saw Mornay van Beek open; he struggled. Quinton de Kock has struggled as well at that opening uh, berth for a little while. So that's where I think the pressure would be falling on Hashim Amla's shoulders because of other players not quite being able to step up and help him out and take the pressure off his own shoulders. And uh, just looking at that run chase, 305, the target for victory uh, just before we wrap and uh, obviously running out of time, but uh, New Zealand two down. Yeah, at the moment, uh, they find themselves two down and nearly three down as well. This ball was hit up in the air down towards the square leg boundary, and it uh, would have been a very good catch by Dean Algar, who's the substitute that's on the field at the moment. He's already taken a catch, that of Kane Williamson, and that was off the bowling of Tahir for 47. Kane Williamson ensuring in a very good partnership of 104 with Tom Latham, the opening batsman. And on this occasion, Dean Algar was diving forward, and it just fell short of him as well. It was a good effort, though, by Dean Algar, and he also made sure it didn't go past him for the boundary. So right now, New Zealand, they run out of quiet, just over seven to the over. It's certainly not out of their reach, and it's not out of control. Excellent stuff. Nancy Jumanis, thank you very much for that. We'll have updates throughout this evening and the rest of the series here on SAFM. Mancavians, have you ever wondered, what is faster, Mercedes-Benz E500 or perhaps an Aston Martin? Have you ever asked yourself how much work goes into building an entire kitchen? And would you like to meet some of the hottest celebrity guests in South Africa? All of these answers are right here. Catch all the action on the Man Cave this Thursday, 8.30pm, only on SABC3.
Register now for the ninth annual Hospitality Investment Conference Africa and stand a chance of presenting your hotel development project to potential partners. The Hospitality Investment Conference Africa will take place at the Hilton Hotel in Santon from the 9th to the 11th of September. Book now, only 10 presentation slots available. Register at hika.co.za. Hika is hosted by TBCSA in partnership with Pam Golding Hospitality, Africa Events Company and HIP Africa. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch with us here on SAFM Sports Trap, it's pretty easy. All you need to do is SMS 34701. Those SMSs charged at one rand. You can also find us on social media as well. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to chat some Curry Cup rugby now. And uh, after two rounds, a couple of interesting results. I think one of the, the big disappointments will obviously be uh, the way the Sharks have gone out the blocks, although uh, they have lost 1-1-1, one, 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 but there are three unbeaten sides uh, so far. The Blue Bulls, Western Province, and the Golden Lions as well. The Bulls, top of the log on points difference from the Lions, both having uh, picked up bonus points as well in both those encounters. But we join now by Golden Lions coach Yuan Akaman. Yuan, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to, nice to chat once again. Uh, a good start to, to the season. You must be pretty chuffed. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brett. Yeah, no, obviously pleased. Um, you know, we had a, a good three-week break after the Super Rugby and then another four or five weeks of, of pre-season before the Curry Cup over... A lot of changes, about 13 guys in total uh, that, that played in the last Super Rugby game that uh, this, you know, is only back next year. So it was an uncertain time for us where you are, for any any coach uh, starting a new campaign and then there's changes in the team. But we'll take it two five-pointers and, 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 a, and a good start. Not perfect. There's a lot of things to fix, but hopefully uh, it will get better. I was going to say that, John. I mean, two five pointers. You can't ask for much better of a start. Like you say, there's things that you can work on, which is a good thing because if you do start off like a house on fire and, and everything's perfect, uh, you kind of think, when's it going to go wrong? But coming out of two games like that, where you know you can improve, that that must be a good feeling as well. Even even though you have picked up maximum points. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you know, in rugby specifically. Um, it will be difficult to get a 80 minutes, a true 80 minutes performance. We, we played in bits and pieces in, in, in the two games. Uh, did some good things to, to get the result. But like I said, there's definitely, uh, you know, in each game showed something else that we can work on. For example, the, the Pumas game, our discipline was not good enough. There was 15 penalties and, and, and it's, it's too much and two yellow cards. Um, but, uh, Again, you know, if you, if you asked me three weeks ago, do you want to start with two wins? I would have said uh, that will be awesome. Uh, it was too difficult team to to play against, and and this, this coming weekend and, and and the weekends after is not going to get easier. Yeah, before we look at uh, this weekend's clash, big loss uh, to to the squad. Uh, Harold Foster picking up a, a pretty serious injury. He looks like he's going to be out for for the rest of the Curry Cup. That's a, a huge blow. Yeah, massive. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, like I said, uh, not to use an excuse, but. With the loss of, of Elton and Foff and, and, and Lionel Mapu and Akker van der Merwe and Skalk van der Merwe and, and Warwick Tecklenburg and, and, and the list goes on, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to be tested in, our, in the depth of our, of our youngsters and our squad. And then suddenly one of our, one of the, the stars of the season so far in Harold, you know, he, he grabbed the, this year's opportunity to play Super Rugby for the first time and, and two great Curry Cup games, uh, got injured and, and, it's never nice when you lose players to injury because obviously 
it, it, it means it changes in the team. But he had an exceptional season and, uh, and had a very good game on the weekend. So it is a big loss, but it's a great opportunity uh, for some other faces and, and, and the likes of Stokies, for example, to, to grab uh, a bit of game time and hopefully show what they can do. Let's look ahead to this weekend, though. You, you travel down to Durban, to Growth Point Kings Park, to take on the Sharks. The, the Sharks haven't had uh, the best of starts. They, they lost their opener and then picked up, I don't want to call it a scratchy win, but uh, they could have gone either way against the Kings this past weekend. And uh, I think Gary Gold will, would, would feel a bit lucky that they, they came away with that win. They, they could have lost it. So they, they're starting to pick up a, a little bit of momentum. It's an, it's an important one to, to win your home games, but uh, you obviously, in order to win the Curry Cup and qualify for the playoffs, you need to pick up points anywhere and uh, here's a great opportunity for the Lions in Durban to, to pick up some more. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, obviously, they're also going through their phases of, of change and uh, through new players. I think they're also introducing some new youngsters and then they've got the experienced players of of Odwa and, and John Basil and Paul Yortan and also they've got that mix. Um, so like all the other teams will go through that uh, phases and I suppose as the competition grow, get used to each other, but um, you know, the, the facts is, uh, is still, you know, we haven't won them since 2007 in any Curry Cup or Super Rugby match at, uh, at Grove Point Stadium at Kings Park um, so it shows you what big talent they are there, they are they, and uh, also, you know, they've beaten us two weeks ago in that warm-up game that we played at Peter Maritzburg so we know it's not going to be easy um, again, you know we, we, we will just stay in, in, the, in the moment and in the process and, and hopefully our standards will be good enough but it's going to be a, a big challenge for us. Well, I know you're focusing primarily on the Lions but you, you must be keeping an eye on, on the other teams uh, who's really impressed you so far I mean it's still early days obviously in the season only two games but which sides really stood out for you in those first two rounds? No definitely the Bulls um, I think you know they um, you know again they've got the mix of, of Francois Hofart and and, uh, you know, uh, the, the has played super rugby this year. And then obviously the likes of, of, uh, at the back, they've got some experienced players. And, and I think, um, therefore, you know, they've got a, a Springbok front range, Arnold Creer and Dean Schreiding and those guys. And they started like a house on fire. They, they've beaten sides, uh, comfortably. And, and I think they, you know, with the new coach in there, you, you know, they're going to bring some new ideas and cetera. So definitely them. And then, I mean, a province will always be tough and then they, and, and, and the other defending champions. So I think that's the two sides that we've got and see, you know, took notice of. But again, you know, this, this is a short competition and, uh, and any side can beat any side. That's my belief on the day. And if you, if you're not on your game, you, uh, you know, you can, you can lose. And then, Johan, just uh, speaking of province, but uh, not necessarily from a Curry Cup perspective, there's been lots of speculation in the last couple of days. They, they're obviously looking for a, a new Super Rugby coach, and there's been talks that uh, Eddie Jones, the former Wallaby coach, uh, has, has been linked to a, a move to Cape Town. That would be a big scoop for, for, for the Stormers if they, they could get his signature. No, for sure. I think he brings a you know, wealth of experience, being in, in World Cup games, being with champion side teams, Rumbies and etc. And you know, so I've uh, been with the box in 2007 uh, as a consultant. So you know, I think uh, on on CV wise, they, they, it will be a big fish. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, the only alarming thing for me is is is, is one, you know, that um, what will that mean to the to the Super Rapid for next year for the for the Japan franchise? Um, is is it mean that they're gonna rebuild or search for a new coach or? 
what else. I thought he was already appointed. So, yeah, so, but I mean, it will be a good signing for Provence. Well, now, come on, coach of the Golden Lions. Thank you so much for joining us this evening here on SAFM Sport Trap. Good luck uh, for that clash against uh, the Sharks on uh, on Saturday. Let's uh, hope the Lions can pull one over uh, the old foes. It's been a while and we, we need a victory. Come on, Johan, uh, give it to us, fans. <laughs> oh, we hope we'll do that. We'll give it, <laughs> just to make sure we'll give it our best. Thanks for that, all of this. SAFM Sports Trap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap, and today was day one of the UCI Juniors Track World Championships. It's taking place in Astana in Kazakhstan, and uh, we have the South African team that's representing us at uh, these uh, World Championships, and uh, a couple of the riders were in action early on on day one, and we joined right now by team manager Anurin Venolt. Anurin, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap uh, in Kazakhstan, day one. Uh, has concluded uh, from a South African team perspective and uh, mixed results so, although from, a, from a, a sort of overall perspective the goals you had set heading into these championships uh, you must be pretty happy with day one Yes, uh, thank you and thanks for the opportunity to be uh, on SAFM um, yeah, The team is, is, is quite um, um, excited about the results um, from a uh, We've had two teams uh, competing, the one in our team pursuit, men's team pursuit, and the other in our um, team sprint competition. Um, both reached the goals that we set for them, um, specifically our team pursuit squad uh, were one second of the, the time that they've set for themselves. So the, the boys settled in into the racing, and uh, the ice is now uh, broken for the rest of uh, the competition. And um, our team uh, sprint what really made us proud today by showing a lot of character. <laughs> you know, they, their race was characterized by um, a total of three false starts. Um, unfortunately, the first one was by, by our team, and the, the second two was by um, our opposition, the Ecuadorians, on the other side of the track. But um, regardless of that, um, they, they flew out of the gate and um, smashed the South African record. So we are really proud of the boys. Andre, let's touch on the, the the team sprint as you mentioned. They, uh, I mean, the goal. Or, or let, let's just give a bit of background here. The goal, obviously, for for this team and and, and when it comes to cycling, is to is to to really perform on 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 the, on the track stage, and that's how we long term going to produce really world class cyclists. And these youngsters are over there gaining very valuable experience. The team sprint. One of the logistical challenges that the team has had is is because the cyclists come from around the country, they haven't had much time to practice together. They ended up finishing 12th out of 15 teams today. But the big thing is they they absolutely smashed the South African record, and that that's great news uh, going forward. Yes, no, no, and that's one of the things that's exciting me because, uh, um, as you mentioned, that they have not trained together uh, before this, apart from the few days that we spent here in Astana. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to to watch these um, juniors racing in the upcoming days as well. Looking at the team pursuit, they, they ended up finishing last, but you said uh, one second off the, the the goal that was set for these youngsters. So uh, a pretty pretty credible performance there as well. And 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 I think by competing on a world stage like this, they realise how tough it is to to be competitive on on an international stage. There might be good cyclists here in South Africa, but there's some pretty good cyclists internationally that they have to come up against. Yeah, I know, and and there's uh, amazing riders out there, and and. It is really an eye-opener for all our riders. But, you know, if you look at our squad, it is a young squad. Um, 
uh, a whole lot of them will come back to the world stage next year and, and to compete at these junior uh, track champs for a second time round. For, so for them, it's, it's really an eye-opener <laughs> and settling into this level of competition um, and, and learning from the experience. And yes, you know, if, if I look at our Team Pursuit squad as, as well and, and then looking at um, some of the nations like Belgium and Argentina and USA, you know, we, we were really just a couple of seconds off these um, teams and, and, and uh, yeah, now it's, it's nations that we know perform very well on the international circuit um, on, on the road and in other cycling disciplines. I think it bodes well for South African cycling. Let's look ahead uh, in, in the next day. What, what's in store for Team South Africa? Okay, so tomorrow um, we've got uh, a couple of races coming up um, in, in terms of um, a scratch race, which is a seven and a half kilometer race uh, where Sheldon Lana will participate. And then uh, Wright and Alroy, two of our riders uh, that did their team sprint uh, today, will, will do a Kiran race. And then our only lady, uh, Jennifer Abbott, in, in the team, she will do her 500-meter time trial. So a, a full day of racing, there's, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, the, the team will keep us team management busy today, uh, tomorrow. So we are looking forward um, to, to assist them in, in their endeavors. Sounds brilliant. So this is experience that uh, money can't buy. It's, uh, it's a great, great opportunity for our South African young cyclists to, to really see what they're up against from a uh, world stage. And, uh, and I'm sure it's the start of many, many international competitions. They're competing at junior level, but many of these riders will go on and compete at senior level as well uh, at various uh, championships, world championships, Olympic Games in the, in the years to come. Anurid, thank you very much uh, for your time this evening. Please pass on our best to the team and uh, wish everyone luck for, for tomorrow and, and the coming days. Excellent. I will definitely do so. Thank you and thanks for the support. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. We move on to football now here on SAFM Sports Wrap. And FIFA did away with the early August international date because it wasn't making sense. And also the national team coaches struggled to get fit players because most clubs uh, would still be on pre-season mode. So tomorrow's Bafana Bafana squad announcement for the 2017 African Nations Cup qualifier away to Mauritania next month will be pretty interesting. Veteran Daily Sun journalist Billy Cooper is not anticipating a lot of changes from the team that played to a goalless draw against Gambia in June. I think Sheikhs will go with the tried and trusted. Um, most of the guys, on, I mean, it's amazing because a few guys back in South Africa, Dean Furman, uh, that was a bit of a surprise, I think, to a few people. Not the fact, not the fact he's going to Supersport with Gordon, but, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's back in Supersport, so it makes it probably easier in a way, and a few, a few others, so, and you've got Kune back. I think, well, he's been back, but having said that, he played in the, the, the the, the smaller, if you want to call it, Chan, and I, I think Kuni's going to make a difference. And I think, I don't see any real uh, sh- uh, surprises, but Sheikh's always managed to pull one or two. So I, I'm expecting one or two players from maybe the smaller teams to come, so-called smaller teams. We won't call them small teams anymore. Um, but smaller teams, yeah, I think there might be one or two. But it's difficult to it's difficult to to say who would come in. It's it's a difficult one because we've only seen you know two two or three games and only the big clubs have been playing. Sundowns have you know only played two and it's difficult. You know it's a difficult one. But I'm sure it will be the tried and tested players. I, I don't foresee any major changes. 
This AFCON qualifying campaign is different from the previous one as only one team is guaranteed qualification for Gabon 2017 and that is the group winners. Bafana are in Group M with Cameroon as current leaders in the group. Cooper says head coach Sheikhs Mishaba will have to do his homework thoroughly on the opposition to avoid any su- surprises that may arise. The interesting thing for me is how good are Mauritania? I've never seen them ever. Uh, I've never. Well, they managed to hold Cameroon up until uh, the last five minutes. Well, my worry is for, um, from what the yeah the way that the, the the Gabon coach. Remember, he said after the game in Durban, he said, "Be careful. These guys are not going to be easy to beat at home. It's going to be hot. I think he said very hot. The conditions, the pitch." is not going to be to our ad- advantage. So, um, really, I think we're going to have a difficulty there. But, but we always have. I mean, that, that's nothing new. I mean, for, for the last 20 odd years, we've always managed to, to get through that. But I think we'll have to prepare well in the heat. Um, I think my, my, I would be picking the, basically the same team as we've, we've been using um, for, the, for the AFCON qualifiers. Let's stick to that. Let's stick to what we know. And, and, and I think those are the players that shakes trust. And I think that's the way we should go. Looking at selection with Orlando Pirates, left-back duo of Thabo Matlaba and Patrick Ponguayo injured, and Mark van Heerden yet to play a competitive game with Amazulu in the National First Division. Kaiser Chiefs experienced left-back Tepo Masilela is a favourite for the spot now. The Times group football journalist Sepang Mailwane, Citizens Njabulo Ngidi and Cooper are all in agreement that Mashaba can't ignore Masilela anymore. I haven't retired officially from national team so I'm still available but obviously it's the coach's call you know and whatever decision he takes you know we'll support it we understand you know it's, it, there's, there's lots of left backs we also have Kumalo from Supersports right he's in the mix you you're saying Matlaba and Puma, they're injured, you know, they have Panerdian from Amazulu, he's in the mix, and... Um, Can't take so away Tepo's consistency. So far, I'm not in the mix, so... Can't take away consistency. <laughs> Maybe I'm number 10, eh, in the line. Can't take away consistency. Yeah, but that's the coach's decision, and as I've said, any, any decision that he makes, you know, will we'll support. Masilela, who has 46 international caps, hasn't played for Bafana Bafana in two years and was last called up by Mashaba's predecessor, Gordon Egerson. At the Chiefs' training session in Naturina today, he reminded people that he's never retired from international football and the ball is in the coach's court. I haven't retired officially from national team, so I'm still available, but obviously it's the coach's call, you know, and whatever decision he takes, you know, we'll support it, we understand, you know, it's, it, there's, there's lots of left backs, we also have... Kumalo from Supersports, right? He's in the mix. You, you're saying Matlaba and Punga, they're injured. You know, they have Panerdian from Amazulu. He's in the mix. And, um, Can't take so away Tepo's consistency. So far, I'm not in the mix. So. Can't take away consistency. Maybe I'm number 10 eh, in the line. Can't take away your consistency. Yeah, but that's the coach's decision. And as I've said, any any decision that he makes, you know, will we'll support. The honeymoon is over for Mashaba now. All the stories about him not having a mandate are a thing of the past. Qualifying for Gabon 27 and reaching the 2018 World Cup in Russia are stipulated on his contract. Both Ngidi and Maliwane say it's important for him to have a solid and balanced team that will do the business.
When you look at our game in Mauritania, we have to win that game. Like, there's no two ways about it, especially after throwing it home to a team that has been in international football wilderness for like two years. So when you go to Mauritania, you have to win. So that's why you're bringing players who are winners, like who who have been playing, who are who know who know the environment, who who will go out there and get a result. I mean, I don't think this is an opportunity to say you want to build. You can maybe call on some young players who can be part of, of that squad, but the starting eleven has to be winners, and because you want you nothing else, you need to get those three points. I mean, so now it's important that you get three points sitting on four points. That's when you have a, a solid foundation. In terms of changes, I, I don't think Sheikh Mashaba is, is going to make too many, especially extreme extreme changes. Uh, I think a, a good thing for him. I'm sure he's happy. Is that Itumelan Kuna is back in action because uh, guys like uh, guy like Brilliant Kuzayo is out, and you'd want uh, your your so-called number one keeper in the country to be playing. And the fact that he's back and um, he's only conceded one, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, it sort of should uh, be inspiring. The coach Taumato is also back. He's one person that was missed because he was out with a toe injury. Now he's back, and he was very solid throughout the qualifiers. And he's someone I feel we need at the back. Well, that Bafana Bafana squad will be announced tomorrow. We'll have all the details for you right. Here on SAFM. The 28th of August this year marks the National Day Against Child Labour. As we commemorate this significant day, let us join hands in raising awareness of all the ills of child labour, as well as collaborating with government in eradicating the worst forms of child labour by 2016. If a child works and this affects their health, schooling, or development, it is classified as child labour and it is illegal. Children shouldn't be deprived from getting an education, playing and developing socially, emotionally and morally. Avoid child labor and let our children be children. Department of Labor, working for you. This Thursday on Top Billing. Catch me, Lesejo, a.k.a. Sikliante, in action on Top Billing. Only on three. We go west to Africa's golden child, Ghana. SA's leading man in Hollywood, Sean Cameron Michael, is home to film Lost Broken Darkness. Then, Skim Sam with actress Natasha Tahani. Don't miss Top Billing, this Thursday night at 7.30. Repeat, Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. Register now for the ninth Annual Hospitality Investment Conference Africa and stand a chance of presenting your hotel development project to potential partners. The Hospitality Investment Conference Africa will take place at the Hilton Hotel in Santon from the 9th to the 11th of September. Book now, only 10 presentation slots available. Register at hika.co.za. Hika is hosted by TBCSA in partnership with Pam Golding Hospitality, Africa Events Company and HIP Africa. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. More sport coming your way on AIM Live tomorrow. We'll have cricket crossings for you throughout the evening. And speaking of cricket, New Zealand 156 for four. They need another 149 runs with six wickets remaining, 20.3 overs to go. For myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, have yourself a great evening. The talk shop is up next right now, though. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.